It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The first COVID shots are given in the United Kingdom. Pfizer's vaccine offers some immunity after the first dose, and Sweden ends its COVID experiment and imposes restrictions. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Wednesday, December 9th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where I get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Tuesday, 90-year-old British woman Margaret Keenan was the first person to get the Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine outside of a clinical trial. After the shot, she told Reuters, I'm happy it's happened, and now I've done it, and uh, hopefully it'll help other people come along and uh, do as I did. The United Kingdom has ordered enough of Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine to initially immunize 20 million people. Meanwhile, across the pond in the U.S., the Food and Drug Administration released a review of the Pfizer vaccine ahead of Thursday's meeting to discuss emergency approval. The review found no serious safety concerns and that side effects range from fever to fatigue to headaches. Another important finding is that days after the first of two doses, participants had some immunity, about 52 percent. The second dose is what boosted that protection to 95 percent. This finding could be particularly important given that the U.S. for now has a limited supply of the Pfizer vaccine, since the Trump administration reportedly passed on securing more doses earlier in the summer. The Trump administration is counting on other vaccines in development coming through to bolster supply. Tuesday results from the Oxford University and AstraZeneca COVID vaccine were published in the Lancet Medical Journal. The data confirmed that the vaccine is overall 70 percent effective with no serious safety concerns. The AstraZeneca vaccine is cheaper and also easier to make and transport because it doesn't need to be stored at incredibly cold temperatures. But one limitation is that it's not clear how effective the vaccine is in older people because most of the trial participants were under 55. Also, experts are still awaiting more details about participants who accidentally got a smaller dose, but surprisingly, it was more effective. In contrast to the good vaccine news, in Wilmington, Delaware, President-elect Joe Biden warned about increasing COVID case numbers and a dark winter ahead. Last week was the deadliest week of the pandemic since April. 
15,000 people died from the virus, and new cases rose 20 percent to top 1.4 million in a single week. Flanked by some of his new health team, Biden previewed what the first 100 days of his presidency would look like. Masking, vaccinations, opening schools. These are the three key goals for my first 100 days. But we'll still have much to do in the year ahead, and sadly, much difficulty as well. Back at the White House, President Trump signed an executive order proclaiming that the government and vaccine makers should prioritize inoculating Americans before lending support to other countries. It's not clear exactly what this order would do. Even the head of Operation Warp Speed said on ABC Tuesday morning that he's confident the country will be able to get the vaccines it ordered and doesn't know what the executive order was all about. For the rest of the day's news, I'm turning it over to reporter Maya Croth. The Department of Health and Human Services this week released more detailed data on hospital capacity than anything it has made public to date, a move that will give local public health departments and researchers more accurate information to plan their pandemic response. Up to now, the agency only released aggregated data for each state. But this new data set, which includes data from about 2,200 hospitals, lets researchers see how individual hospitals are faring in the pandemic. According to groups like the COVID-19 Hospitalization Tracking Project that have been analyzing the new numbers, the picture is bleak. In 126 counties, the average hospital is at least 90 percent occupied, with the hardest-hit counties located in Kentucky, Georgia, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Texas. Researchers are calling it a big win for data transparency and a step toward combating the misinformation about the severity of the pandemic that's spreading on social media. But as the Wall Street Journal points out, it may not go far enough. Fresh numbers will be published weekly on healthdata.gov, but what overwhelmed hospitals really need is real-time data that can quickly show which nearby hospitals have beds available and which don't. NPR reports that HHS has been collecting the data since mid-summer, but has not shared it publicly until now. Sweden's COVID-19 experiment is over, the Wall Street Journal says, dampening the debate over whether lockdowns are necessary to control the pandemic. We have learned that we can do that with a, with a combination of uh, legal measures and voluntary measures, and, and that in the Swedish context is the combination that we really believe is the best one. That's Sweden's top epidemiologist, Anders Tegnell, defending the government's lax approach to the pandemic in an interview with the BBC last month. Tegnell has denied pursuing a herd immunity strategy to combat the pandemic, but critics say that's been his M.O. Lockdown skeptics here in the U.S., meanwhile, have long pointed to Sweden as a model alternative to government intervention. When the coronavirus swept Europe in the spring, the world watched as Spain, France, and Italy imposed strict lockdowns. But Sweden took a different tack. Bars stayed open, and officials like Tegnell discouraged wearing a mask. But after months of relatively steady infection rates, Sweden's per capita death toll soared in mid-November. It's now one of the highest in the world. About 7,000 Swedes have died from the disease to date, compared to just 354 in neighboring Norway. According to Bloomberg, only about 10% of Stockholm residents have antibodies, far short of the levels of exposure experts believe would be required to achieve herd immunity. Now the prime minister is pleading with the public to cancel non-essential meetings, echoing similar messages from officials in the U.S. and Europe. 
As Sweden's numbers have been rising, the government has started imposing more restrictions. Gatherings of more than eight people have been banned, and movie theaters and high schools have been closed. And Tegnell has been forced to admit he was wrong, telling the journal there is, quote, no sign of herd immunity in Sweden. For Just Healthcare, I'm Maya Croft. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, specifically vaccine makers, on the news about their COVID immunizations. AstraZeneca was trading up 0.85 percent. Pfizer was trading up 3.2 percent, and Johnson and Johnson was up 1.7 percent. The broader sector was up 0.73 percent at the close of the market Tuesday. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.